Monday, January, whatever, uh, almost 2 p.m., uh, very cold in New York City. Snow melted yesterday because it was warmer. How you doing, Buddha? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I am very cozy. Is this a lunchtime? Yes, it is a lunchtime, but we will eat lunch later after the podcast. Why? Because first, we, I already turned on the microphone. We're running. We're on air. Where? On air. People are listening. Like, imagine in front of you there are 2,000 students. Oh, yes, 2,000 students. Some people in the back can't hear what I say. No, 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 no. This, this is it, like everybody has an ear in your mouth. This is what microphone is. It's like, a, it's like everybody can hear very well. Why? Well, this is technology, you understand? 21st century, millions of people around the world, in India, in Russia, on the North Pole, South Pole, polar bears, penguins, everybody can hear this podcast if they want to, you understand? Really? Yes! One billion students! Imagine that! I can't imagine so much. Okay, don't worry about it. So today's podcast is about attention deficit disorder. This is a psychiatric diagnosis that I personally was not diagnosed, but apparently a lot of people were diagnosed. In my teens, when I was a teenager, starting age 14, the Bruce Lee movies came out in Poland. Oh, my God. Everybody started training karate. All the kids went to karate schools. And I started karate as well. But I had a violence problem. So I used to kick ass just walking on the street when somebody doesn't look good to me, as they say in Russia, if his face deserves a brick, I will, you know, smash his brick on his face. So, but that's my background. It doesn't matter. So in karate, in training in karate, we were trained to focus on emptiness, on emptying the mind and make your actions so spontaneous that they basically are like this animalistic reaction actions on on the opponent's attack. So when he raises his hand or raises his leg to kick you, you don't even see it. You already react with blockade or you, you twitch to the side or you react with a kick yourself and you kick faster than he kicks and he flies off. So this was a karate training for many years. And then we had a little meditation in the beginning and in the end of the training. So in my in my early 20s, when I came to the United States, my head, my brain, my thinking was already predisposed to controlling my thoughts and controlling my mind. But later in life, you know, having a lot of business, you know, selling those T-shirts, 25 people working for me in three stores. It was a lot of management required and a lot of time went on to organizing and scheduling and nobody was helping me because you can't trust anybody because there was a lot of cash. So uh, my mind sort of went away, control of my mind sort of went away. And by my late 30s, I noticed that I have hard time focusing. And the only time I focused was actually painting. I was capable of emptying my mind and thinking only about the brush, the colors, the painting, and the ideas I have to transcend. And then the point in painting and creative process comes when I stop even thinking about the ideas I have about painting. 
absolute nothingness, emptiness. I'm flying above the ground. I don't even exist. I have no conscious memory of creating this painting that everybody thinks is the best painting I ever painted. Can you believe it, Buddha? No. I never painted a painting. Okay, so let's go back to attention deficit disorder. It's a major problem in the United States because a lot of people are eating a lot of sugar. Sugar is actually in all of the products that are canned products or preserved products. Sugar is used together with salt and other chemical preservatives to preserve any kind of food. And preserved food in the cans is cheaper than fresh food in the United States because to deliver fresh food costs more money. And preserved food, they buy it, you know, from the farmers that have contracts, these this can factories, and they can the spinach or peaches, whatever, and it costs actually cheaper. The, the canned food, whatever it's going to be, chicken or meat or, you know, soup. So whatever they have in the cans, I don't eat canned food. But so what I'm trying to say uh, in United States, sugar, it became an addiction. There is another chemical called corn syrup, which is extraction from corn because farmers, corn farmers receive government subsidies since 1930s. I think there was a big, uh, big uh, drought in the United States and many farmers shut down. So the government came up with an idea of subsidizing peanut farmers and corn farmers and it continues and it became sort of corrupt system of subsidizing uh, you as a farmer just because you planted corn. So you get more money from the government for the fact you planted corn than for actual corn. So the price for your corn is cheap, is nothing. You're basically giving it away. But since you're getting government subsidies, you can afford your farming and everything is going well. Well, you're not rich. American farmers, individuals are not rich. And in the past 10 years, we got this genetic corporations, big food conglomerates actually buying out farmers or forcing them to sell the farm because of genetic manipulations and licensing agreements on, on planting their seeds. And it's very complicated. It's, there are lawsuits all the time and big farmers, small farmers are losing their land. So it became a sort of situation that very, very hard to avoid consuming exaggerated, exaggerated uh, sugar. My phone just shut off sugar in in the food the, the only choice you have in america these days is actually to buy fresh vegetables when you go to the store buy whatever you know life vegetable like like pepper like potatoes like like vegetables and then cook them every day or every two or three days you will have refrigerators in america we can keep what we cooked yesterday and eat it today it's not as good but if you heat it up and you add more spices but people in America um, are used to a bland food. They, and they're not willing to, to manipulate their taste buds. They don't realize that human taste buds need new stimulants all the time. If you are addicted to McDonald's food, you, this is an addiction because you're addicted to the flavor, to the taste of the food. And plus starch, plus uh, carbohydrates, the, the meat. And to, to, you need to manipulate with the 
spices in order to provide interesting food. Like you see it in a Japanese restaurant and the way they do it, you eat one sushi. Sushi doesn't have any flavor, you understand? It has no flavor. You understand? So you swallow this sushi, this fish with rice. It has no flavor. Like tuna doesn't have salmon, fat, fat, fat rich salmon has a flavor. But most of other fish don't have any flavor. You understand? Uh, this this um, sea urchin has a very strong flavor I could never eat. But lately I enjoy it very much. So they develop, uh, Japanese and Indians and Chinese develop spices. In India there are 3,000 spices. So in Japan, in, in Japanese restaurant, you swallow this sushi and then you're supposed to cleanse your palate with a sip of green tea and with a little bit of this green spice, this horseradish they have in Japan which is very strong and it burns your tongue, but it's supposed to produce your saliva very strongly in order to cleanse the taste in your mouth and prepare your mouth for the next sushi or sashimi you're eating. And then there is uh, uh, marinated ginger, I think, yeah, it's called ginger. Marinated ginger also supposed to cleanse your palate and prepare you for the next sushi. You understand, Buddha? No, I don't eat fish, raw fish. Oh, okay. So, so this is about food in America. Why are we talking about food? We're supposed to talk about ADD. Uh, okay, so going back to attention deficit disorder, how would you recommend people would control uh, or manage, let's, let's say manage attention deficit disorder? Let me think. Well, you don't think too long because we're on air. I think the person needs to watch their hands. Wash their hands? No, watch. Watch their actions. Uh, yes, yes, watch your actions. You need to pay attention to what you're doing and think nothing else. If you're reading a book, focus only on reading a book on every word. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got interrupted. Uh, somebody was calling, uh, it said a sp potential spam, and this automatically turned off the microphone, so we're back again. Attention deficit disorder, Buddha, what are your thoughts? What is your experience? What do you recommend for today's Americans? You need to watch your action. You need to watch your hands, what you're doing, and focus only on what you're doing. And don't think about tomorrow, yesterday. Don't think about your school. Don't think about your painting. Don't think about your girlfriend. If you're washing dishes, focus on washing dishes. If you're sitting on a toilet and taking a dump, focus on taking a dump. And enjoy every moment of what you're doing. Because every second of your existence is a treasure. Yes, yes, that's true. Time is the greatest value in human life because it will never come back. Today will never come back. Tomorrow is another day and the next year is something new. So time is the greatest value. And you also said health. Yes, health is the greatest treasure. Well, we're talking about mental health. We're talking about uh, how to manage attention deficit disorder so people can function, so people can do the laundry, go to school, do the homework, do, do vacuum the place and, and sweep the floor. And, and so how, how do you recommend? Focus on what you do. I just said, 
Oh, yes, yes. So focus on what you're doing. So when you're vacuuming, focus specifically on vacuuming and nothing else. Just focus your mind and don't think about anything else. Is that what you're saying? Yes, this is exactly what I'm saying. You are a very smart student, Andre. I knew you're smart because you picked me up from a trash, but I didn't realize you are that smart. I'm not smart. I'm not smart. I'm just paying attention. I'm paying. I'm learning. I'm listening when people come to me with good advice and I listen to what they have to say. If I hear angry people, I obviously realize they have nothing interesting to say because they don't mean good benefit to me because they can't figure out good benefit for themselves. So they can't give any good advice. They, they, they just come and shit in my face my doorsteps. So I take good advice from people who mean good. And this is the, you know, you you have to choose your friends very carefully. Don't you agree? I don't choose anybody. Everybody comes and becomes my student. Women, men, young and old. All right. All right. Well, listen, I am not a Buddha. I am not a propagating, you know, any, 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 any teachings of any specific religion or dogma or methodology. I'm delivering my general knowledge, what I experienced in my life, to general public. So basically anybody can listen to this podcast. So thank you very much. We will have another episode in a month or two or three. We will get back to the subject. I hope you don't mind. No, I don't mind. Is this a lunchtime? Yes, it is, but give me a few minutes, okay? I need to wrap up this, this episode.